This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Well, this is going to be an interesting show. It's normally Yak Radio with Dave Stahl. And you know I come up with topics all over the place. Well, I met an individual a couple of weeks back, Joseph Luciano. And I'm telling you what, folks, you're not going to forget his name. He is going to run for governor. He's just decided to come out of the of the of the the working world and say, you know what, enough is enough, and we're going to sit here for an hour and we're going to talk about his goals and aspirations for you and your state. Joseph, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Dave. Good to be here. I tell you, you know, it, was this one of those things you woke up in the middle of the night and said, "Man, I got to make a difference." It's one of those things that I woke up in the middle of the night. <laughs> And said to myself for about 16 years. Really? No lie. I mean, I I woke up. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Day in and day out, I woke up when the towers came down uh, in September 2001. Right. So you've been I working hard. I was 16 hard. years old. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of those people around World War One, yeah. World War Two, when they were 16, they were changing their their age. Oh yeah, faking it and going to war. Yeah, that's where I was at when I was 16 years old, Dave. Yeah. I was 215 pounds. Six foot athlete and a half, you know, 215 pounds. That's right. Yeah. What do you weigh now? About buck 80? Exactly. Yeah. I lost about 50 pounds because I completely (laughs) changed directions by the, because this is, it all leads up to that. When I was 16, I I took a good look at what was going on in the world and I saw that it was changing. Mm -hmm. We just had the biggest attack on our mainland ever in history. Ever. And people still haven't really come to terms with that. Uh -uh. We haven't had a real conversation about what happened that day. Yeah. So that's why I say I have woke up in the middle of the night yeah. for about 16 years. I mean, more than that now, because yeah. I was 16 years old and I'll be 36 in July. Wow. So I have woke up every day and said, what is going on? Right. And, and it just gets worse. It's not getting better. It's not getting worse. Just getting worse. So so you've decided to throw your, your hat in the ring. And let's face it, it, it's a pretty big ring. Yes. A lot of people are throwing their hats in the ringer. I think you're throwing your hat in with a completely different outlook. Kind of tell the folks what it is. Yeah. Well, I am not confident that I'm going to win, but I'm not going to stop fighting to win. I believe that I can, but I know what the game board looks like right now. I know what's standing against me. So I'm here to stand up and be a voice for we the people. I know that right now the media is doing everything that it can our institutions in general, I could go into the many institutions, mm-hmm. are standing against the voice of we the people. We know that we go into our own living rooms and we have a conversation that's completely different than we're seeing on any of the screens. Mm-hmm. And we have more screens now and more networks now and more speakers now and more talking heads now than ever in history. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, none of them are talking about what we the people talk about when we get together in our own homes here in this country. Right. The bread and butter uh, issues that, that we talk about. You're right. I think the coasts, you know, the east and the west, have got their own agenda, and they have flooded the rest of the country with it, but nobody's listening to it. Well, I think you're, you're touching on something I'd love to delve into in depth because there are so many different interests right now in the United States of America Uh, We the people need to open our eyes to the fact that we have people in this country who believe that the South should have won the Civil War, who believe that the Nazis should have won World War II, who believe that the Soviets should be ruling the world right now. We have a lot of anti-American perspectives Mm -hmm. right here in our own country. Isn't that the truth? It's the truth. But nobody's saying anything about them. Right. Why? Because those factions have a lot of money. Correct. 
and they throw a lot of money at politicians uh, on a, on a daily basis. I mean, it's it's just well, let's just talk about the gorilla in the room in China. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Where do you suppose we get all this money that we're borrowing? Right. Hello, it's from China. Yep. Right. Who's the debt? Who yeah. are we in debt to, yeah. folks? We're in debt to China, and nobody wants to talk about it. Yes. Every time I listen, and I listen to all the stations across the board, nobody has said yet that, well, yeah, we're going to need $6 trillion. Well, how are we going to pay for it? Oh, well, we're going to do this, and we're going to do No, you're going to borrow it from China. Yep. Who do you trust, folks? Who do you trust? They're owned by China. You better stop. Yeah. And that's exactly right. That that could be a great slogan on a T-shirt. Of course, yep. you'd be called woke if you did that. But <laughs> right. that, that's another story. And, you know, and when I mention woke and all that, that's all driven by these people that are against America. Correct. Anti-Americanism. It, it's almost an evil word to say anymore. Yeah. If you say anti-American, you know, our, our culture has changed so much that they just start automatically saying, oh, you're a nationalist. And then nationalist turns into something completely different from a patriot. Right. It turns into Hitler. Yeah. Which I, I, comes I go, from another false narrative. I go, where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I never. Well, and I'm sure you, you know as well as I do, you're going to get a lot of mud thrown at you. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, but the, you know, but if people do their homework and, and get down deep inside where you come from, you know, they're going to realize that's totally false. And that's what we need to do. We need to, you know, we need to verify before we make a decision, you know, to find out if it's true. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So much false information going around and it, it all comes back. We need to get back to the fundamentals mm-hmm. right now. We're trying to put band-aids on bullet wounds and essentially it's, it's the equivalent of fixing the shingles on a roof where the house has a foundation that's crumbling. Right. There's no point in getting up there on the roof and dealing with the shingles. you got to fix the foundation, and that's where we are right now in the state and in every state throughout our union. We need to fix the foundation. So what it comes down to, in my mind, is the assumption of innocence. We have to stand on it. Mm-hmm. We have to stand on it. No matter how hard it is in this time, we have to stand on the assumption of innocence. We have to look to our neighbors. We have to hold hands against the true tyrants. And the only way that we're going to do that is to stand with some people that we don't necessarily like. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily agree with their lifestyle, but that's what fits into the American way. Mm -hmm. If they're living within the law, if they're not hurting anybody else by our standards, we need to hold hands right now and get the true tyrant out of our country. Right. And and that will be a full-time job. Yes. Without a shadow of a doubt. But that's okay. You're up for the challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, and and it's interesting. I mean, like you said, you're not living in a, in a living in in, in, a, in a, a false world that that you may not you may not win. But you're definitely going to at least make a mark. Oh yeah, and I'm you could be there till but the you end. could win. You could win. I truly believe you could win. I do too. That's why I'm here. I believe I have the networks. I believe I, I have think you the, do too. The, the support of we the people, and I have the ability to grab that support. The sleeping giant. Right. Well, you were at the national. What, what, what was it Monday? I. I Missed it completely, but... Yeah, the San Diego Republicans uh, Central Committee meeting, and I, I gave a speech there. Thank you very much for having me. Paula Witzel, our new county chair. Appreciate that. And from what I've heard through through the people I know, they were very impressed. I appreciate that. Yeah, Because you were a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. coming, because you're, you're coming, you're not a multimillionaire. You didn't roll up in a Rolls Royce, <laughs> and you didn't have, you walked in here with by yourself. You didn't have a, a, a group of 20 people with you. Yep. 
So you're just a, a young American that sees that our country's not going in the right direction and you need to change it. I write my own speech, put yeah. my own clothes on and everything. That's exactly right. Well, you, you told me earlier that, that the Democratic or the Democratic, the Republican Party wanted to write all your speeches for you and everything. No, yep. I, no, you don't know. No, that's not going to work. Yeah. It's at this point, I, I know that they've been detached for a long enough time, you know, and I don't hate anybody who has the ability to remove themselves from street life you know, essentially, or, or anything close to it or to understand what's going on there. But if you don't understand what's what's brooding in the middle class and below right now, then you're really going to want to step back out of politics. Otherwise, you're going to create a situation just like the czar did. Yep, exactly. So when we come back, I, I kind of want to, I'm going to throw some problems that we have right here in California. Let's not fix the world yet. You'll, yep. you'll have to do that in another five years. But yeah. let's go ahead and talk about some of the problems that we have in California and get your idea of what it would take to fix it. Folks, you're listening to the Joseph Luciano for president, for president, <laughs> for governor's show. See, I'm I'm thinking way We're out ready. there, brother. <laughs> right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Today we're talking to Joseph Luciano. He's running for governor. Uh, he's been uh, had this on his mind for about 16 years, ever since the towers went down. He is a true American. I've been to a couple events with him, and he's a gentleman that you need to sit back and take a listen to. And he doesn't just talk. He has ideas. He has things that will fix our state. And the number one uh, thing I'd like to ask you, uh, Joseph, is what would you do if go- if you were governor, what would be the first thing you'd do as far as the homeless goes? Homeless is... Whoop, turn it on there, Chris. There we go. The homeless is definitely a big issue for me. I am uh, finishing up authoring a plan I call You Made It Home. And I think that we start with the homeless problem by taking a look at it, you know, the kind of way the way that a squirrel does gathering nuts for the winter, for example. They don't expect to gather every nut all at once. They take it nut by nut, right? And I think that that's part of the problem when we look at the homeless problem is it, it seems to be too big of a problem because there's too many uh, personalities. And, of course, where mental illness is concerned, it, it gets to be daunting for any... Uh, typical citizen. But I I believe we're getting to the point now to where it is almost like an occupation and it has to be dealt with. They're being used against us uh, by the by the people, you know, in our government essentially who want to hold us hostage and they do everything that they can to do that. So uh, I think it starts by taking a look at the people that we all know we want to help the most that are in that situation. I think it starts with veterans of war. I think that we know that veterans of war are not weak people for having mental issues after giving everything that they've given to our country and going to war. They should be perfectly taken care of by our nation for giving everything that they have. Frankly, it's it's almost a fate worse than death. Many people are hailed as heroes in death, but too many veterans come back and have to go through the degradation and, frankly, the sadness, the depression of seeing that there, our society is not what they were expecting to be defending. Right. We have 22 veterans a day who take yeah. their lives, and this is, this is a tragedy that has to stop. 
So where we're dumping dollars all over the place in our government, I think it's an absolute travesty that we're not helping our veterans in the process. Uh, so I am going to be taking veterans off the streets and moving them into dignified housing immediately and in a dignified manner. Uh, I do not believe that these people are incapable. I do not believe that these people are uh, even the type of people who really want to take a handout. So I think if you make a handout look like a handout, your program may end up failing. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we are I'm going to donate my salary. That is, if I'm elected governor, I'm going to donate the salary of the highest paid governor in the United States of America. That is Gavin Newsom, who just gave himself another raise. In the middle of all this. Really? The highest paid government. Yeah, 0.4% raise, I believe it was. Or a 4% raise. Oh, gosh, yeah. And uh, the highest paid governor in the United States of America, Gavin Newsom, if I'm elected, I will take that salary and I will donate it directly to an organization uh, f- that is being founded by Matthew Schillingberg, uh, a veteran and a uh, proactive uh you know, a political activist, a lobbyist, a uh, member of the community. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll he's starting the organization with a few others. Uh, Don Clark, for example, um, another amazing American and a, a realtor here in California, very successful. Um, so right now, as of right now, they're looking for the land. And they'll keep the project in the private sector so that we can have the city lay out the infrastructure and the, and we'll bring in the uh, counselors and the professional staff that would be necessary to help make this a community where people can find uh, help on a daily basis and even be retransitioned back into regular society, uh, if that be something that they're capable of or they desire. Uh, and these, this infrastructure will essentially be for a small city community or a small home community. Um, so the resources will be set aside so that as somebody is going to come into the community, uh, they can part- participate in building their own home if that's something that they want to do. Uh, but volunteers and uh, employees of the uh, program will be building these small homes on a regular basis for, for veterans to occupy if they happen to be incapable of actually participating in the building process. Um, this will eventually incorporate families as well, and that will be phase two of my homeless uh, cleanup, essentially, is families. with That is uh, homeless people who have children on the streets. I want to keep those families together, and I will be moving them as, into these houses as well. And I think, and you and I talked about it as well, part of this small city that's really what it's going to amount to. We could do it in East County. We could do it in South Bay. There's plenty of places we could do it. Correct. Also bring in people that can tr- teach these these people uh, a trade. Correct. Maybe carpentry, plumbing, electrical. And then once they graduate from that, then they're placed in the community with businesses that, knock on wood, are looking for you know, good, solid employees. Because right now we can't... Everywhere you go, somebody's looking for an employee. And it's not all because of the stimulus and the money the government's giving. I mean, finding a good quality employee. And you hit it right on the head. A military person, male or female, we've already put hundreds of thousands of dollars 
into that person for training, right? Right. Exactly. So why throw it out the window? You know, bring them in. Now, if they have a PTSD, if they have medical issues, then, then we take them to the VA and we put them in a hospital until they get well. Correct. We just can't leave them lay on the street and and throw money at the at the mayors and say fix the problem but this never getting fixed if it's if anything it's getting it's getting worse so i like the idea of a, of a a community i like the idea because you've got to give military personnel a feeling of pride right not a feeling of that you're just kind of worthless and we're going to just do what we can to get you off the street cuz you're making our city look bad no we want to bring you back up and make you the human being that you were when you joined the military with that unbelievable attitude of wanting to serve. Correct. And that got beat down by, because I'm going to tell you, I was in the military when I got out. I was I got out in 65. You did not mention you were in the military in 65. Yeah. Because people would spit on you. And, and I'd think 60, 70% of them that got out ended up going back in yeah. because the, the, the world that was out there was no good. Now they're just getting out and they're just being left left alone. So I I think your plan for the homeless is absolutely perfect. Thank you. It's going to take a community to do it. And exactly. I can't think of anybody if you asked them would you help a veteran? Why they would say no. Yeah, exactly. It's something that that people are really just dying to to give their support to. I think we're living in a society right now where we've had so many nonprofit organizations started for certain causes. Uh, and then those organizations turn out to be scams, more or less. They yeah. they take everybody's money. They don't follow through on what they said that they were going to do. The problem still continues 20 right. years later. Mm-hmm. And everybody who wants to help for a certain cause, they see these organizations start up, and they, they don't get behind it simply because they don't want to waste more time and money. Right. Because it's all about the money. Like, the, like you said, you give your salary. Yep. I, I totally agree. I think what what, what my attitude is, if I was running a program like that, I would bring a CEO in, and I'd say, "All right, every every dollar you bring in to the to, for this program, I'll give you ten percent." Correct. Yeah, that's you're exactly not getting right. a salary. You're not. No, I don't want you. No. In fact, I'd want probably a retired CEO, somebody that's that's built a Home Depot, you know, organization up or at this at, at his retirement age, because that's the other thing too. Just because they're over sixty-five doesn't mean they're worthless. Correct. Take that intelligence and that that ability to build a company, and 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 pay them a a commission, not a salary. Right. And I think that. But see, the minute you say that to some people, it's like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. You're not going to pay me a you know two point three million dollars to run the your company. No, I'm not. Exactly. And, but see, nobody nobody's willing to do that. Nobody's willing to stick their neck out like you're doing. And I know, folks, it sounds like it's corny, but I can guarantee you if he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. All you have to do is get him in to the governor's chair. That's all you got to do. That is the difference between me and most candidates. I'm here to do what I say that I'm going to do. Everybody else is here to convince you that they're here to do what they say that they're going to do. And we all know what's going to happen four years later. They're they're not going to follow through. No. They're going to get richer, and that's that. Yeah. They'll turn around. They'll lie to you just to get into office. And then once they're into office, you know, they yeah. don't. They, they don't. wash their hands. They yeah, turn what, your back. They go to the French laundry with the celebrities. <laughs> they order you to stay home. Isn't that the truth? And, you know, and it's just so, so, so unfortunate. So 
I like that. I like that the homeless idea. I think that's high on my list because I was just up at Venice Beach, and yeah. I almost fainted. I was with a car manufacturer. Yeah. We're driving these beautiful cars down the, the one o the highway one, and it looked like Tent City on Venice Beach. I'm going, what are you doing, people? And it's such a such a dog chasing their tail situation yeah. up there too. They they the cops will go, and so you have the cops who are paid by the state, right? Yeah, and they're on our dollar. They'll yeah. go to these homeless folks. They'll issue a sixty dollar citation, which costs money to issue. Sure. And the homeless person, instead of removing their tent or moving or having to go find money even, they'll take that ticket over to, I believe it's uh, St. Joe's. It's it's one of those churches that are right over there, uh-huh. and, and the, the church pays the ticket, and it just keeps going. And they go back out on the beach. And, All of right. course, who pays the, the yeah. church bills? All right. So when we come back, I want to talk about your mindset on defunding the police. When we come back on... FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer. All right folks, hey, welcome back. You're listening to FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer. This is the Joseph Luciano for Governor's Show, and we've got Joseph in the house, and we've just been sort of picking his brain as to what he's going to do when he makes it to the big chair uh because he's just sick and tired of what's going on. I have to tell you folks, I'm old enough when Governor Brown left, I thought it couldn't have gotten any worse. <laughs> it's gotten 10 times worse. So let's talk about the other gorilla in the room, and that's defund the police. Yeah. What's your What's your opinion on that? Well, defund the police. I The premise is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. We're not going to defund the police at all, first and foremost. Um, I, I'm here to defend the people who defend us while we sleep. I'm here to have the backs of the people who keep the watch while we sleep. I am not here to attack those people. I think that that's asinine in and of itself. I think you're asking for a civilization collapse in and of itself. And I think that this is the premise to uh, the same thing that the Nazis did. They said that their police force wasn't sufficient, and the brown shirts chased them on out of there. And then we had the Gestapo, and I think Mm -hmm. that's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to get us to collapse our civilization so that we accept a greater authority. I think that our police sleep among us. I think that they live among us. They raise their children among us. They are us. Uh, that being said, we need we need to fix some stuff in the police force so that the uh, public can feel better about supporting them. Uh, but this comes mainly, again, from the Capitol, not so much from the police who were there actually putting their lives on the line to protect us while we sleep. The Capitol is out of control with trendy legislation, and the police have been made into their, you know, their dog-catching service, essentially. They, uh, they haven't been supported in uh, defending us from the truly evil people who are among us and are... Uh, working in an anti-American direction. Uh, we we don't feel comfortable about defending these people anymore because we see them doing things like arresting uh, a mother for taking her kids to the park during the pandemic. We see them do things like arrest a business owner for trying to keep their business open during a pandemic. I don't see this being the problem of the police officer. The police have to do their job. They have to take orders, and so many people want to attack them for it. Mm-hmm. I... 
I think our civilization collapses when you have order takers not taking orders. But this means it's our responsibility to elect the correct people into the Capitol to make sure that our laws stay sensible, common sense, things that we the people can support instead of laws that we, we feel we should be attacking. When we want to attack the laws, we're obviously going to attack you know, the, the people who uphold the law. I so agree. And, you know, I would love for somebody to grab Newsom, put him in a patrol car, <laughs> and go to Watts in L.A. and just do a nighttime, just do a ride-along. Eric Garcetti. Or Eric Garcetti. Uh, or even or even uh, Gloria here in San Diego. Oh, yeah. yep. They've ne- Nathan Fletcher. Nathan Fletcher is another one. Put him in a police car and actually let him go for a ride. Then take him and put him in a, a border patrol uh, vehicle, and take him down to the border, and and then say, okay, that's what our our one day, our one day is. But yeah. yet we do this every single day, and when you get abused by the criminals as much as you do as a police officer, that's going to wear on you as an employee. Then if your boss doesn't back you up and takes the side of the criminal. How enthusiastic are you going to be to go to work in the morning when 50 uh, uh, riot squad uh, police officers quit? Everybody was shocked. Mm -hmm. I go, how could you be shocked? I mean, you can't do that job and not get supported by your your government. Yep. Why would you do it? Yeah, I'm shocked that more haven't quit, to be honest with you. I am too. Thank you you very much. It's because... They run to the problem, not away from it. Exactly. And it's the same thing with the military. Yep. When you've got military, especially back in the day when you were an infantryman and you had to take a hill or take a beach, and you knew the other guys were just lined up wanting to pick you off, but that mindset that that's what your job was and that's what you did. I totally agree. Are there bad cops? Absolutely. Of course. And it's because of the environment. Exactly. It's because that they're they're wallowing in the filth of of our cities on a daily basis. Yep. You know, uh there was a time when cops would, would walk the beat and they would know their community. Right. You know, that's gone. I think that should come back, especially at downtown San Diego. Absolutely. And but you know what? The problem with the police starts with the parents. And how they raise their kids. Yeah. No, I, I keep trying to say it every day. I'm raising two kids myself. I I say they need to learn that there's an authority in the world before they learn it from the police. Right. Or the hard way, period, right? Because you're either talking death or police in that sense. You know, right. you want your kids to learn that there's there's a line. They need to learn that before they turn 18 years old. Right. Well, I got to tell you, this is probably, this is terrible. I don't know if how it would fly today, but it changed my whole life. My dad... I, I lied to him. You know, I, I did something I wasn't supposed to do, and I lied to him. He mm-hmm. says, fine. Handcuffed me, <laughs> put me in the back of a police car, took me to the station, fingerprinted me, did a mugshot, and put me in a cell for 10 hours. Wow. Asked me if I've ever been in a jail since. And mm-hmm. I was 12 years old. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I'm not saying we should do that with every single child, but you need to know there's a consequences 
for your actions. Exactly. And you, see, we're ta- if we're talking Father's Day now. I mean, this yeah, is, and it's Father's Day. I had to throw that story out. This is the masculine side of it. I feel like yeah. you know, it's 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 a necessary thing for a child to have both the masculine and the feminine Without influence. And right now, they're they're taking out this this masculine voice in our society. Without a shadow of a doubt, and and and. And there's plenty of organizations out there, big brother, big sister, that mm-hmm. will help a family where if the, the father has left or the mother has left, it doesn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just sit there and say, oh, well, poor me. Mm-hmm. You know, we all are in control of our own destiny. But as far as policing goes, I don't think we should defund them. I think we should do more training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know that most police officers have to buy their own firearms? I do. Yeah, I had a Is friend who crazy? used to be the head of security out at Viejas, and and he talked to me a lot about about police during that time. And I have a lot of friends who are police officers sure. as well. But uh, he really enlightened me to the fact that police definitely need better training because out of Viejas for their security team, uh, they they had top notch training, and they didn't oh, yeah. let anybody take the field until they were trained. But then they would bring in a lot of people who were police and had been on patrol many times, and they weren't even up to the snuff in terms of shooting or uh, understanding how to take in a, a you know assailant, etc. So I I do think that instead of defunding, I mean maybe we can take a look at what they're spending money on and not necessarily increase their funding, but we certainly need to increase their training. We need more police, and we need to be behind them. Right. Well, I mean. And that, that what really made that this whole conversation pop up in my head was the police officer when she inadvertently grabbed her pistol instead of her taser, mm-hmm. even though she yelled taser. Right. Yeah. You know, and there's a fix for that. You know, you change what the taser's made out of or the way it looks or the way it's felt. Mm-hmm. So there's no way you can have that confusion. But yet we, we no one has brought that up. Right. They're just throwing her to the wolves because she pulled her wrong weapon i know it's so sad honestly these people are out there every day just working so hard they make yeah. a mistake i mean honestly it's it's the workplace in general folks imagine if your workplace were that weaponized against you oh can you even imagine so i think we should have more training uh i think the government should accept the fact that the majority of the united states now owns firearms yep uh we should we should make instead of doing heavy-duty background checks, which I agree with, we should say, okay, we're going to do a background check before you have a firearm, but then you're going to go through a three- or four-day training program. Nice. And you have to go through it or you're not going to get your weapon. Nice. You know, and and then every year or whenever your license expires, you got to go back through another training course, Mm -hmm. okay? Same thing with, you're going to think this is kind of funny, but I am the car guy. (laughs) When you're kids get old enough to get a driver's license yep they should go to a driving school right not not with joe and his toyota tercel you know from sears you know who doesn't want to do it to begin with i mean a bona fide like bondurant school of high performance driving sharp and i think the government with all the registrations and all the licensing we pay should pay for that Yes. Those kids shouldn't have to be that way you can't be burdened if you don't have a lot of money, you can't be burdened with a driving school. You have to go. Ford does a program called Driving Skills for Life. They go all over the United States and they they do free driver's ed. Hmm. Free driver's ed. They take them to Qualcomm Stadium when we used to have it. They had professional drivers. Wow. They put the goggles on them. They put a they had a car that had suspension that would lift the wheels off. So if you got into a spin or a slide, 
it, they would teach you how to react because mm-hmm. we're not teaching our kids. Yeah. If anything, you know, okay, you're going to take the driving test, Susie. Here, take our expedition. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, take the expedition? I mean, you're giving her a tank to go try to take her driving test. Exactly. Yeah. Take them to a school to where they 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 learn the driver's ed. They actually learn about the rules and regulations on the raw on the on the road. For example, when you're going down the freeway and somebody's coming off of an on ramp. You, know, you ask a question, who's got the right-of-way? I hear, oh, whoever gets there the quickest. No, <laughs> it's the one on the freeway has the right-of-way. You have to slow down, let the freeway continue on, and then you blend in. Simple things, just mm-hmm. simple things. And those are the – because I tell you, it scares me to death, the, the the drivers that are coming up. Oh, yeah. Except on my racing – or my motorsport show, all these kids that I have coming in here are race car drivers. Mm-hmm. I haven't got a thing to worry about. Yeah. Because they know how to drive. Yeah, it's the same thing as as thinking that, you know, a gun owner in America who's a legal gun owner is a person that you should be afraid of. Yeah, I know. I I can't tell you how many times I've likened cars to guns, especially since they've started plowing people over. Oh, isn't it absolutely insane? Yep. And then you got people driving down a freeway and just... Just automatically, you know, yeah. a little road rage. So sad. So, so sad. In fact, when we come back, let's make that our next topic. And we'll talk about what your feelings are on Second Amendment and gun ownership. Excellent. All right, folks, you're listening to the Joseph Luciano for Governor Show right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to the Joseph Luciano for Governor's Show right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. So, Joseph, let's, you know, we have so many gorillas in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything from homeless, you know, uh, to you know, defund the police. So let's talk about Second Amendments because yeah. there's good and there's bad to Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. What is your feeling on the Second Amendment rights? Well, there is good and there's bad. And I'm here to take a controversial stance that the Second Amendment is the only gun legislation that we should be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And it's very controversial, and I I know all of the things that I'm I'm gonna have thrown at me, you know, for for taking this stance. But if somebody could please just tell me what law a criminal is going to follow, if you could please just tell me <laughs> what law a murderer, that is a person who has murderous intent, if you could please tell me what law they're gonna follow. Then maybe I'll get on board with you. Right. But in the meantime, if somebody wants to kill somebody, they're going to figure out how to do it. Now, if that person is a 6'5 man, is 300 pounds and all muscle, and they're going up against a 100-pound female, mm-hmm. chances are they could do that with their bare hands. Sure. So, frankly, I don't really care who that female is. If she's being attacked, she should be... She should be Able to defend herself. And the only way a person like that is going to be able to is with a firearm. That's exactly right. You're absolutely correct. And everybody can say what you want about gun ownership. You know, we've actually uh, had people, well, you know, say, oh, well, if you're into guns, then, you know, I'm not going to listen to your show. Yep. Well, okay. I mean, but can you tell me why? Well, I I don't like guns. They kill people. I go, no, they don't. Murderers kill people. Murderers kill people. And and unfortunately, just as you said, murderers don't follow the rules and regulations. Correct. You could put every gun ban you want out there, and no different than drugs, 
there's always somebody that'll sell a criminal a, a firearm. Right. Period. Always. Always. They, in fact, if you look at all the guns that are confiscated from the criminals, they don't have a shortage of guns. No. They had, they're doing just fine. They have, Our own government will turn around and sell uh, murderers weapons. I know. And try to keep weapons from our citizens. I know. It's, this is the reality. It, it is totally the reality. And folks, if... And if you do, do decide that you want to get a firearm to protect your family, then you need to do your job and get good, proper training. Exactly. Because I'm telling you, to have a loaded gun in your house up on top of the kitchen table waiting for some criminal to come into your house and you got little kids running around, that is the stupidest thing I have ever seen. Absolutely. You have to be able to protect your family and protect yourself. And this really all moves into education in general. Yep. Yep. Because I think that we all have an obligation yeah. to learn how to control ourselves. Learn how to be a human in this world. That's right. How to be a productive member of society. You look at a place like, I believe it's, I don't want to say the wrong country. I can't remember now if it's Switzerland or Luxembourg. But they provide uh, training in schools. Exactly. I think it's Switzerland, if I'm not 100. percent Yeah, I can't wrong. remember. It's one of those small little countries over there. But they've and they have they have no problem. Exactly. None. none no gun violence no. because criminals know that everybody there knows how to use a gun. Yeah. So I guess that's not the place I'm going to go. Exactly. I know. It just makes me absolutely insane. Uh, because, but but going back to you know, for you folks out there that just say I am not going to have a gun in my house. I don't want a gun. Period. My recommendation to you, and there's plenty of groups out there, go take a one-day experience at a gun range. Because mm -hmm. all the gun ranges, especially, well, everywhere, really, but San Diego, they will bring you in like, like as if you're part of the family. They will show you how to fire a gun. They'll give you training. They'll put you on the range, show you that, yeah, it's loud and it makes a big bang. But if you're good at it, you might like it because it's no different than golf. Yeah. Except it just you shoot a hole in a target, a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. And you know, or driving. I mean, frankly, racing out there, plenty of people can die, oh. and accidents happen. That's the thing. People say, "Well, how can you stand by that? How can you say that guns don't kill people when, say, for example, they kill a two-year-old?" Well, uh, there's a lot that goes along with that accident. Frankly, Boy. there's a lot that goes along with that accident. Somebody should have been paying better attention. Somebody should have been better educated, et cetera, et cetera. But accidents happen. That's right. Death occurs. More death occurs where the populace is unarmed. That's right. Well, you know, and I think about that poor grandfather that accidentally dropped his, his granddaughter, I think, off a cruise ship, and, yeah. and she died. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're going to cancel all the cruise ships? I yeah. know they're trying to, but see things like that happen. Yeah. So, but you got to be trained. You got to be prepared. Cars kill more people than guns kill. Yep. I mean, you know that as well as I do. Yep. Alcohol kills more. Drugs kill more. And I'm not here to get rid of cars, alcohol, or safe drugs. No, I'm not either. I am exactly with you a thousand percent. But if you go down and look at our border, wide open, don't let anybody kid you. Yeah. We got more drugs coming across. That could kill the whole country. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Bad news. Bad news. And are we doing anything about it? No, we're not doing anything about it. Well, we might be helping to increase the flow. Well, I think we're not. I mean, we are. It's not that yeah. we might be. We are helping the flow. Right. So, and, and I guess the best way for me, you know, once we get 
towards the end of this is that you've got to find a politician that believes what you believe. Mm-hmm. And if you believe in a safe country, if you believe in a, a good policing system, uh, if you believe in your rights as an American, which would be the second, well, all of them, really, not all just of one them, of them. But I love the first, the second, and the fifth, especially right now. It's important to pay attention to. Okay. Well, I decided that if they're not going to, if they're going to take those away from us, I think the sixteenth should go. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'll, Don't I'll you love the sixteenth? Let's get rid of the sixteenth. <laughs> Paying taxes. Nope. Because I mean, and I mean, it's just crazy how they just keep, and especially California. I think <sighs> we're the worst, aren't we? I'm pretty sure. I mean, we're number one in pretty much every category you don't want to be in. Yeah, and we're the last when it comes to education. <laughs> yep. So look sad. at our kids. Yeah, they want to teach them. All they the- want to teach them about homosexuality, bisexuality, all the different genders that they can imagine, but they don't want to talk about history anymore. They don't want to talk yep. about math anymore. They yep. don't want to talk about reading anymore. They yep. don't want to make sure that the kids know what month they're in anymore. Yep. No more days off. I mean, no more holidays. It's just a day off. Yep. So they don't want to teach about. Okay, I, I, I agree. Some of our history is very, very bad. But there's not a country out there that doesn't have bad history. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're a very young country. We're less than 300 years old. And, folks, we've already done more good in our history yep. than most countries have done who are thousands of years old. So if you don't like it here. Get out. Get out. <laughs> I'll help you. Yep. No. It's Just, free. You're free to leave. I know. You're free to leave. We're not even going to. Well. Maybe not so, because Governor Newsom wants to uh, tax you if I'll, you leave I, California. That's why I'm going to remove that. Can you believe that? <laughs> He's so crazy. What is it, three years worth of taxes? I was. think it's up to five. Is it up to five? If I you back so. up, well, you know, U-Haul, if you're leaving California, is about three grand. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming to California, it's only maybe maybe 1500 Oh, wow. Yeah. I never put that together. Yeah, take take a look at it because yeah. they 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 all their trailers are leaving, all their <laughs> trucks are leaving. Now, Unreal. Joseph, I I I'm so excited about this. I know it's going to be a bumpy a bumpy road, but I'm here for you. KCBQ's here for you. I know KUSI. They were very impressed uh, by you. you getting on. Uh, you're a breath of fresh air. It's going to be an uphill battle, but you know what? Somebody's got to make the move. Somebody's got to do it. You got to, like you said, you got to run towards the problem, not away from it. This is just a battleground that ne- this fight needs to be fought on. Right. It's it's the media. It's the public sphere. We need to take back the narrative. Yeah, we really, really do. And it wouldn't. It. I. I, I would be totally remiss if I didn't thank your wife. Oh yeah, thank you, Jessica. Because without her. You wouldn't be sitting here talking Amen. to me today. Amen. Am I right? Absolutely right. And she she is such a, a strong person. Yeah. And you got and and so thank well, she's God. She's a descendant of George Cress, a revolutionary fighter who served directly under George Washington really? throughout the Revolutionary War. She's an official daughter of the Revolution member, and yeah, this is a family fight. The yeah. sovereignty and independence of our state and of our nation is the family. Affair. And it's for your kids. Exactly. Yep. I mean, why wouldn't anybody fight for their kids? The we have to. We all have to because especially like with the debt, you know uh, who that debt's going to land on? That's going to land on your kids. Exactly. And the debt is not going to be paid in, in the form of money. No, not in the least. Well, you you got a, you got your job cut out <laughs> for you, my friend. Yes. But I'm, you're, I'm you're, up, it. you're up for the ch- Well, hey, if a police officer can do it. If a if a if a, uh, a GI in the Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force can do it, you can do it. Thank you. You have the ability. 
and I think you have the support. I really, truly do. Thank you. I've not heard one negative thing other than, boy, has he got a lot of work on his hands. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But that's okay. You're up for the challenge. It's we the people. You know, oh, if, yeah. if I don't make it, we the people are going to see the direction that I'm going, and they're going to fill the gap. So that's what it's all about. Reignite the California spirit. Yeah. You're not going to support the bullet train, are you? Uh, I'm I'm here to I'm that's here a, to make sure that we That's another show. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Well, like I said, you know, if you start in this chair where I know you're going to end up, you've got nowhere to go but up. Yeah. You really true. don't have any nowhere nowhere else to go but up. But True. All right. Well, uh we still got a couple more minutes any last uh last words. How do people if somebody would want to help you out? Say cuz I know you're still you're you're still going to need fundraising you're still going to need money to to fight the battle how, how do people yes. do that yeah so the reality is here folks if i if i want to win this i've got to raise 50 million dollars um i've got to compete on the uh you know on the primetime battlegrounds on the in mm-hmm. the mainstream media that stuff is going to cost money uh my opponents the jenners the foxes or i'm sorry the faulkners and the coxes uh perhaps you know the grinnells who might get involved etc uh, they have the ability to, instead of pay for advertisements, you know, in between the shows, they have the ability to actually use those famous actors that you know mm-hmm. on Fox networks, on CNN networks, on ABC networks, the famous actors who are owned by big networks. Yep. They have the ability to go talk to their bosses and get the advertisement right there yep. on the primetime through yep. the famous actors. So my my biggest hope right now as a, as a no name in this political world is is to show up on the commercials. That's going to cost, in the end, it's going to cost me about $50 million if I want to win this campaign. So right. please go to josephluciano.com and please consider donating to our campaign to reignite the California spirit. josephluciano.com, L-U-C-I-A-N-O. And I guarantee you, you won't be wasting your money. Exactly. No, I, I, I'm here to do exactly what I say that I'm, I'm going to do. I'm not going to be doing a major Williams thing and throwing my money away on five-star hotels and traveling expenses no i'm i'm here to get this done for you all right well folks that was the uh, joseph luciano for governor's show i hope you enjoyed it joseph will be back next month and we'll have more updated information and uh, he's gonna fight the fight for you your kids and your family because without somebody like joseph we're going the wrong way folks amen thank you dave all right my pleasure all right, you've been listening to KCBQ FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Don't go too far. You ought to know. Coming up next. Whoops.